In episode number 87, How Soul Health is Key to Thriving, I'm sharing a recent live teaching I just did with my good friend Chris Cree of New Creations Ministries. And Chris is the host of a weekly Kingdom Mindsets broadcast called Two for Tuesday. And I've been honored to be a regular guest of his. And so I didn't want you to miss out on any of our important conversation. So I'm sharing that with you today. And in that, we discuss why soul health is so crucial for individuals seeking to thrive in all areas of life. What are soul wounds and how do we heal from them? And how can we experience God's power working in us to have a thriving soul? So get ready to uncover valuable insights, practical tips, inspiring stories, and scriptures that will empower you in your own journey of having a thriving soul. And you can connect with Chris Cree and find all of his resources at newcreations.org. And I will have that in the show notes. And then when that is done, go listen to two other popular episodes that I have with Chris. And that is episode number 64, How to Receive the Desires of Your Heart. And then episode 51, Three Crucial Aspects of Knowing God Intimately and Relating to the Trinity. And again, I'll have those in the show notes. As always, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on any exciting episodes. And please share this with your friends and family, because I want everyone to thrive in all aspects of life. All right, let's dive in and discover the transformative power of soul health with Chris Cree. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You were created to thrive. God intends for each of us to thrive. And at the same time, the amount that we thrive in life is directly connected to how our soul prospers. So how does our soul prosper? Let's look at that today. Lori and I were talking before the, the broadcast and I, I was thinking, man, we should, we should have the film running then because we, you just got to keep bringing up so much good stuff. So I'm excited. You have a podcast, Lori, where you, you put out episodes on a regular basis, audio episodes, uh, and it's called Created to Thrive. You chose that name deliberately. Can you tell me a little bit about why it's so important for your heart to see others thrive? Yes. So it's 
first of all, Genesis 1, 26 says that we're mm -hmm. created in the image of God and mm -hmm. his likeness to have dominion here on the earth. And then 3 John 2 says that that we would prosper in all things and be in health, even as our soul prospers. And another word for um, prosper is to thrive or flourish. Mm -hmm. And so thriving really resonated with me uh, because that I, mean, I was an athlete, so that was just that action word that really just hung on to me. And I actually experienced a miracle through that scripture. And it was a life-changing scripture for me. Okay. So that's just kind of how it all came about because I want to help people thrive spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, relationally, financially, every mm -hmm. aspect of life. Because John 10, 10, when Jesus says he came to give us life and life in abundance, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. So we mm -hmm. need to know how do we access that? Yeah. So that's kind of how the the podcast was uh, the genesis of it, so to speak. No, that's and that's brilliant. That's one of the things I really admire about you and Fred is your your passion to see others thrive. Um, you've been blessed and, and you know that you're blessed to be a blessing. And I just see that in your hearts over the years that we've known you. And so I get I get excited about that. You mentioned a yeah. scripture. Let's take a look at that. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So there we see that Scripture very clearly ties us prospering in all things, including our health, to the, the capacity of our soul or the, the extent to which our soul prospers. So that's why it's so important. God showed you this verse and you made that connection. So how does how does that play out in you know the typical believer's life or in your life? Sure. Well, first of all, we've got to understand what is the difference between spirit, soul, body. And I know okay. you and I have talked about this in the past. When we become born again, like Jesus says, we have to become born again in John 3. Mm -hmm. We get a brand new spirit. Our spirit becomes alive to God and it is perfect. And it's where the Holy Spirit then comes to reside in us. It's mm -hmm. where the fruit of the spirit exists. And our soul is our mind, will, uh, our um, emotions. attitudes, emotions, mm -hmm. and involves our imagination. And okay. actually hope is tied with our soul mm -hmm. because hope talks about the imaginations. We have to see it on the inside before we will see it on the outside. And then the body is our physical body, our five senses, what we see, mm -hmm. taste, touch, hear, and feel, as well as, you know, the physical earth suit, as people call it. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, I think, an important thing to point out is this is not something that you've invented. This is something the Bible clearly describes about who we are. In uh, 2 Thessalonians 5, 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there we see all three of those components that you just very clearly described for us are mentioned in scripture. That's how God wired us, how he built us is in those three parts. Right. And what I see, Lori, a lot of times, I know for me especially, you know, it's easy to, to think about the physical stuff, you know, uh, because it's right there in us right. all the time. You know, it, oh, my, my foot hurts or I've got a headache or, or whatever, sickness, disease, health. We see the physical stuff because it's right in our face. 
We also, as believers, will address the spiritual things because we go to the scripture, we pray, you know, we do all of those spiritual things. But I agree with you. A lot of times we neglect the soulful issues and that's a third of our being and it's spirit, soul and body. It's not just spirit and body. So I'm glad we're talking about this today. Yeah, it's really important because a lot of times we will so the spirit is is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And we're to live, yeah. we're, we're to be spirit led. Once we're, we're born again, live. once we're born again, once that's born an again. important important yep. distinction to make. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And so, how do we sanctify our soul? We're just talked about in First Thessalonians five eight, mm -hmm. uh, five eighteen or five twenty three. Sorry, um, our our soul is in process of being sanctified. We can all typically remember Romans twelve two. Right? Yep. Be renewed, that we're be transformed, transformed by the, by the renewing of our minds. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. But that's only one segment of our soul. Mm. Transformation happens, and that word transformation means to renovate. Mm -hmm. And I used to be a, a kitchen designer and a renovation consultant, and it's messy. <laughs> and it's not just in our it's not just in our thoughts because yeah. every thought produces an emotion, mm. which then will produce a picture. So it's a story that we tell ourselves. And what happens is our soul gets wounded through Ooh. sin and trauma. Those two okay. areas wound our soul. And that's where Jesus says the first thing that he announces when he announces his public ministry, Luke 4, mm -hmm. 18, I believe, yep. is the spirit of the Lord is upon me that he, you can pull it up there so yep. I don't misquote it. Yeah, there we go. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I assume that's the one you wanted to focus on, healing the mm -hmm. brokenhearted and proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But he's, right. yeah, he's, he's called us to heal the brokenhearted or, or Jesus right. came to heal the brokenhearted rather. Right, but he's also given us that ministry because he's given mm -hmm. us the ministry of reconciliation. So yeah. he does the part of, Right when we believe on him as Lord and Savior, our spirit becomes born again. But the soul part is our part to partner with him to get the sins that we've either committed or other people have committed against us mm -hmm. to get those healed. That's that broken hearted because our heart well, consists of both our spirit and our soul. And I think it's important to note, too, that it's not those two things are, are critical to, to address but you had mentioned trauma and sometimes trauma comes through no fault of anybody directly. You know, like if, if we survive a tornado, you know, it, that can be very traumatic or, or it doesn't even have to be something that big. Massive disappointments can be traumatic and it's nobody's fault, but it still happened and it's still real and it still impacts our heart. Yeah, it affects our soul as well as our body. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can be in a car going in your own business and some side swipes you and causes an accident. That can be very traumatic. In fact, that just happened to a friend of mine. She still mm. shook, shook up a week later dealing with like what just happened. Yeah. And so we've got to learn how do we address those soul wounds? Because that's what Jesus came to do, to bind up the brokenhearted. They're, it's called fractures. We mm. have fractures in our soul that only he can heal. And so how we do that is understanding, first of all, the finished work of Jesus on mm. the cross yes that 
everything that Isaiah 53 is talking about when the prophet Isaiah is looking, what, 600 plus years into the future to see Jesus on the cross and prophesize mm -hmm. what Jesus is going to be experiencing. And that word salvation, um, so yeah, so that he, all of the griefs and those, those are mm -hmm. sorrows, but they're also the infirmities, the sicknesses, the diseases, everything that sin brought into this earth, mm -hmm. first through Adam's transgression, and then everyone else after that, Jesus came to be the propitiation of that sin. Mm -hmm. And that where it says in Second um, uh, Corinthians 5, 20 or 17 through 21 where he who knew no sin was made sin so that mm -hmm. we would become the righteousness of god in christ yep. jesus that we're a new creation well that's our born again spirit jesus bought and paid for our sins to be removed and we all i think have an agreement that our sins are removed yes jesus bore those in his body he didn't just mm -hmm. carry those away he became it and we do this exchange so part of the healing the soul is recognizing i need to do a great exchange with jesus mm -hmm. yes to put my sin to repent which means to change my way of thinking to go in a positive direction mm -hmm. to understand the totality of what Jesus did on that cross that um, that word all of that with Isaiah 53 that what he bore in his body the curses mm -hmm. so anything generationally from your parents and grandparents and ancestry we need to do that exchange of there and then we do that through the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. so Jesus it says that life is in the blood yeah and and that great exchange you're talking about here we see it in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, where it says that the, that God made, we're talking about the Father and Jesus, for God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So like you said, Jesus became sin. He didn't just carry it away. He became it so that we might become his righteousness. And that's just mind-boggling. But you said there's a process involved in that. It isn't just like wave a wand and it's done. No, and it's not just pleading the blood of Jesus, which is life is in the blood. The, the mm -hmm. blood was for that atoning sacrifice. I think we all get that because there was so much about that in the Old Testament about mm -hmm. the blood and blood sacrifices. We understand the cross in what Jesus did going to the cross and on the cross and in his death. Yeah. But there's a third component that I don't think most people talk about or really understand, especially they don't understand because it hasn't been taught to them mm -hmm. per se. And that's the resurrection power of Christ. Mm, yeah. Because without the resurrection, it wouldn't matter that Jesus bore our sins. This is true. There would we would have no, no power to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that brings to mind, as you're talking about that, what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3.10, Paul says what you're talking about. He says, that I may know him, know Jesus, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So there Paul's talking about that I, we know the power of his resurrection. Can you speak to that, Lori? 
Yeah, that, well, that power is that dunamis power and what we get the word dynamite, which not just blows things up, but <laughs> it it's that miraculous power of God to do miracles. What we saw Jesus doing when he was here on the earth was healing, delivering, mm -hmm. set free, which really everything salvation encompasses, right, that, mm -hmm. um, that he did. But it also means excellence of soul. And I think That's you right. had that. Uh, yeah, looking at the, the Strong's definitions, we were talking about this before the broadcast. Here's what that word means, that dunamis word. It, and it, it's talking about not potential power, but power in the process of being released. You know, so it's it's dynamite, yes, but it's dynamite with a fuse lit that's about to blow. That's really what it's talking about. Yeah. And the Strong's definition says that it, it means strength, power, ability. Um, it's in the inherent power, um, which somebody has to bring forth or power to perform miracles. And then the next definition down is moral power and excellence of soul. That's the one you're driving at today. That mm -hmm. dunamis power of Jesus's resurrection is power for us to have an excellent soul. And that's huge. Because, yeah. I mean, so it's one thing to talk about what, what we need to do. But it's an entirely different thing to say you are equipped with the power to actually do it. Yes. So when we know, so like when I said, we go back to what was God's original tent for us in Genesis mm -hmm. 1 when he created mankind was to be like him on the earth to show his goodness, his love, life, and light. And that's how we do that is by cooperating through the power. If you think about the Apostle Paul, out of all the things that he could focus on, mm. he focuses on, one, he, he surrenders his life to know that I have died with Christ. He identifies with that and that that sin and suffering and all of that was put on Jesus and that he is now working out of the new man that's recreate recreated in Christ Jesus but mm -hmm. he's got to transform through his emotions and his thoughts and his will to be aligned with God's will to release that here on the earth to be effective to help other people yes and and, and it is a process you know and it starts with the renewing of our mind so we change the way we think but at the same time, what we're doing, we're changing the way we think about the, the sin that we've committed, that, that we're no longer guilty for that because Jesus bore that away. We're, we're changing the way we think about the sins that other people committed against us because we can forgive them now and we don't hold it against them and demand that they get punished. Uh, we can change the way we think about the traumas that happened to us. And, and we can leave all of those hurts behind at the cross and pick up that life-giving power that Jesus makes available to us through his resurrection. Yeah, because too often we get stuck and we don't even realize we're, we're still bound by traumatic things that happened to mm -hmm. us in the past, whether we cooperated or didn't. Divorced mm -hmm. parents affect you know, the child and their upbringing. And so many people are still living in that shadow today because they have not mm -hmm. allowed their heart to get healed. Yeah. And, and, and even hurtful words. Renewed. Yeah. Hurtful words against, I was just going to go there. Hurtful words against our identity. You know, yes. you're, you're, you're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. Whatever it is, all of those things that are said by somebody that we look to as an authority figure, whether it's yeah. our parents or a teacher or, or whatever, that can traumatize us, even though we don't realize it and really derail our destiny if we're not careful. 
Yeah, and that's that's so important. And I think you're you're going to be hearing a lot more about the trauma because of everything we went through with the pandemic. Mm, yeah. uh, people are more aware of it, and it their wounds in our soul. And Jesus heals those soul wounds. So how Amen. do we do that? Is through that great exchange. So mm -hmm. what I do like with my coaching clients, we talk about we've got to first become self aware. We've got to mm -hmm. recognize where are we at. But self awareness doesn't heal. It just helps you identify this is where I'm at, this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And we look at what are the negative, what's the story I'm telling myself that, oh, I can't do this because X, Y, and Z, fear of rejection, just fear in general, or the mm -hmm. anxiety, whatever story. And then we look at, well, how are we trying to run away from pain? Because okay. trauma's pain. Yep. Sin that we've committed or was committed against us is pain. And so how do we step into it to engage Jesus, to allow him to fill us versus fix us? Mm. Because so often we want Jesus to fix us, fix our problem, fix our situation. But what he wants to do is come to bind up our brokenhearted and set as, us free. As you're talking about that, I'm thinking of the, you know, it's like we go to the mechanic shop and in the mechanic replaces the parts on the car and fixes the car. But unless you put fuel in, the car is not going to go anywhere. Even no matter how perfectly operational it is, we have to have that fuel. So not only do we need to change our thinking so that we renew our minds so that, you know, we exchange the faulty thinking for true thinking, but we also have to have the Holy Spirit's power in us to affect change so that we can actually experience and walk in that healing and then experience the thriving of our soul, that soul prosperity. Yeah, I love that you just said that because one of the images that I saw a long time ago in my prayer time was a filling station, the old time filling stations, mm -hmm. you know, back in our parents' day when you would drive your vehicle and someone else would come and fill your gasoline tank. Mm -hmm. And that was where the Lord's like, you've got to come to me regularly to get filled up, mm, to yeah. allow me to fill you with my presence, my love, my peace, my joy. And that's where I do that great exchange process. If I'm feeling the weight of heaviness, whether it is, um, you know, uh, an emotional issue or a mental issue or just um, someone's wronged me or recognizing I'm triggered because of mm. old familiar <laughs> patterns, yep. which happens. But just triggers are just healing opportunities. We recognize okay. that, oh, I need to go to Jesus. You know, we, we quote the scriptures all the time. Come to me all who are weary and la you know, heavy laden and I will give you rest. We yeah. can quote those things, but we, do we really know how to do that? Do we really know how to just say, Jesus, here's where I'm at. I'm going to give you this. And one of the questions I love to ask in my with my clients is, Jesus, if I give you my rejection, let's just say, okay. the pain of my rejection, what do you want to give me in exchange? Mm. So now we can see with the eyes of our understanding or hear with our, um, with our heart, we can engage his felt sense presence with our inner man. We engage him to allow him to fill us with his thoughts with his word pictures or presence or peace or joy, whatever he wants to give us. And that's that beautiful exchange that only Jesus can do. And it, it is, it's supernatural and it's completely transformative. I mean, yeah. you and I have had some conversations along that line where you've helped me a time or two and it's, it's made a big difference. So, and it's not, I mean, 
you're amazing. Don't get me wrong, but you're just listening to the Holy Spirit and, and you're, you're working under the guidance of Jesus and and responding to what he's showing you in the moment. You don't go digging for junk or anything like that. But my point is we do need to deal with this soul stuff because it keeps us stuck in far less than God's best for us. Remember where we started, we, we were talking about that, that, it's God's desire that we prosper in all things just as our soul prospers. And if we never deal with these soul issues and the, the damage that's been done to our soul, our soul can't prosper. And that means we can't prosper in anything else either. So this is so, so vital for us to, to pay attention to and to address. Yeah, and it's so important too that we look at addictions. Well, addictions is running from pain. Mm -hmm. It's a wrong sense of identity. There's a lot of components with addictions. I'm just using that as an example. But mm -hmm. what we have to lo look at is what's the trauma behind the pain? What's the trauma behind that addiction? Because if otherwise, if we don't, if we don't, oh, well, you were just, <laughs> I'm cutting you off. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was no, going to say, what, what, if we don't address it, then we're just masking it with something else. The addiction is trying to mask the pain. If we if we just deal with the addiction but don't deal with the underlying pain that caused it, then all we're doing is is providing a different band-aid from the right. addiction, a, a more socially acceptable band-aid. Right. But it doesn't actually solve or, the problem. It doesn't move us forward. No, or we just try to quote scriptures on it, like mm. by his stripes I'm healed, but we really don't believe it in our heart because we haven't had that exchange process. We haven't applied what Jesus did, understanding the totality of the finished work. It's a finished work of Jesus. We enter into it by faith, but we have to know what's been given to us, what's available. Nothing's more powerful than the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing. Mm -hmm. But we have to get our hearts into an alignment to receive it. And a key part of that, Chris, is not having condemnation. You know, Romans okay. 8, 1 says that, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there's been so much erroneous teaching on works of righteousness versus mm -hmm. we're righteous by faith. It's a Oh, my goodness. That's that a whole, I think we should have a whole episode devoted to that because that is, I mean, and, and actually you bring that up about the, the, the works of righteousness versus works of faith. That's one of the, the core tenets, or should be, um, of the faith. Because in Hebrews 6.1, uh, the writer of Hebrews talks about these elementary principles of Christ. And the first one is there in, in Hebrews 6.1, repentance from dead works. Yeah. And we so often don't, we, we just don't understand what those dead works are. And that, I think, is so vital. So that would be a whole topic. But can you just kind of touch on that, what the issue is there with the dead works? Well, something that we're trying to do in our own strength, in our own efforts, that striving that you mentioned early on. We try to strive to make something happen versus laboring to enter into the rest of God, mm -hmm. to believe him and do that exchange to where there is nothing good in me except Christ. Because I have the same spirit that raised Christ living in me. And so how do I identify that? How do I start to cooperate with that? And so we've got to take the pain of the past, those soul issues, the broken relationships, those fractured parts of our heart. And we go to Jesus to allow him to um, touch us in a way with his spirit and truth. So and let me so ask you this, Lori. Are you, are you saying that 
it is very, very difficult, if not impossible, to move out of dead works before we deal with those soul issues, that, that dealing with the soul issues helps us move out of that striving. Is that what you're, what you're yes. saying? Yes, it's a process. It's not a done deal. It's not mm -hmm. like I flip the switch and I'm delivered and I'm set free of it. But I, it's a matter of becoming self-aware and then we become God-aware. Mm. That's very important. We recognize God is with us. So how do I cooperate with him? So now I'm not trying to do something in my own strength per se. Faith takes a step. But mm -hmm. I look to Jesus to say, Jesus, you've already provided this for me. I have the same measure of faith. I have the inheritance. I have every promise of God is yes and amen yes. in Christ. Everything that salvation is offered or that, that he paid for is offered to me. So how mm -hmm. do I come into an agreement to work through it? And that's through dealing with the pain, those soul wounds. Amen. Well said. That's, That's powerful. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And and Lisa and I are working through that process ourselves, even though, you know, we've, you know, graduated from Bible college and run a Bible college, we're ordained ministers, and yet still, like you said, it's a process. We keep moving from glory to glory and, and we're growing in that. And we keep finding areas of, oh, let's address this. And okay, Father. You know, I, I need some help here. And, oh, you've shown me this. And he, and the thing I love about, I mean, there's a lot I love about walking with the Lord. But one of them is that he's so gentle and kind yeah. Yeah. in his correction um, yeah. and also in his, his efforts to help guide us into that healing. It's never condemning. Um, can you just share a little bit of a contrast with with how the the enemy will try to move us and how God moves us forward? Yeah. So go back to John ten ten. Okay. And it's the thief, which mm -hmm. is a devil, the enemy, mm -hmm. comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So those are the three mo's of the enemy. So okay. if that situation or that thought is stealing, killing, destroying. It is not of God because mm -hmm. Jesus came to give us life. And that word life is that Zoe, God quality kind of life. And so, and that, as I said, the three absolutes of God is he is life, light, and love. And there's a mm -hmm. ton of scriptures to support that. So recognizing there's no condemnation. So if I'm starting to feel condemned, we've got to understand, Revelation calls it the accuser of the brethren. Mm. So we're being accused. Any type of self-focus, so we go back to the dead works. Whenever the focus starts to become on, you blew it, you mm. should have, you could have, you didn't, yeah. that's condemnation. That's yep. not Jesus. He's the always way, the lifter of our heads. The, the way I, I tell people when I, when I see them you know, stumbling into that, I, I encourage them not to should on themselves. And yes. I'm careful with how I say that, should. Yes. I should do this. I should do that. I shouldn't do this. I should, I should yes. know better. Stop it. Because the, all of that is condemnation, and that's not of God. And that's part of that soul because our mm -hmm. inner critic is always so active. And so that's mm. where I tell people we become self-aware, not self-critical. Okay. We don't judge ourselves. And Paul talks about that like in 2 Corinthians 4, 14, about I don't know anything against myself. He doesn't mm. judge anything against himself unless the Lord brings it to light. And the only the thing the Lord wants to do is to bring light, because, right, he's life, light, and love. So he mm -hmm. will bring light to illuminate 
to set you free. So we need to go to him in the darkness with whatever junk we are in, what we've done, and just say, Lord, here, I give it to you. Shed your light on it, right? The entrance of his word brings light and understanding to the simple. We are washed by the water of the word, yeah. that cleansing, that when we confess our sins to one another, we are healed. If we confess our sins to him, he heals us. And so that's all of that third John 2 prosperity because I used to be very sick health-wise, okay. but so much of it was because my soul, I had trauma of molestation and mm. a lot of different stuff that I never knew how to deal with. And I became embittered. Yeah. And so that was keeping me trapped and I was physically manifesting it. And once I released that through the forgiveness, through repenting of my own operation, as well as what other mm -hmm. people had done and forgave, my body was was miraculously healed. Amen. And that was that third John two miracle. I mean, and that, that happens over and over again because we are spirit, soul, and body. Our physical body is connected to all of this other stuff that's going on in our soul and our spirit. Uh, example of that, at our church recently here in Ohio, um, there was a lady that, that came up for prayer and the, the pastors prayed over her. She was literally del delivered from demons. She was being demonized. And then she was born again. She was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And when she went to sit down in her chair, she put her glasses on. She couldn't see. She's like, that's weird. Took her glasses off. She could see just fine. She'd had a hearing aid and she didn't need it anymore. So her ear, her eyes were healed. Her hearing was healed just yeah. by getting her spirit and her soul healed in those areas by being delivered from that demonic oppression that had been on her. So yeah. it is all interconnected a lot of times. Yeah. And what I have found with a lot of people who need deliverance, they need soul healing. Mm. They're wounded. Yeah. If you can talk about getting their soul healed those thoughts, those demonic thoughts have to go because they have nothing wow. in common now with mm. the enemy. And ultimately, all Christ. of this comes back down to our identity, really, is that what you're saying, yeah. is that once we truly understand who we are in Christ, who God made us to be, then all of that stuff is dealt with. You know, and, and like you said, a lot of times it means we have to address specific issues, whether it's trauma or sin or, or, or betrayal or what things that other people did to us that we had no control over. But once we deal with those, we become secure in our own identity and that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And That's we're identifying with that power, that worked in Christ that mm -hmm. allowed him to perform the miracle. So when we can um, get our identity so secure of who we are in him and what's been made available to us, it's by his grace that we step into it through faith. And that's just mm -hmm. a beautiful life transforming process. Well, and it's powerful too. I mean, the, the, we know from history that the apostle John, you know, was actually, condemned to death through boiling in, or being set in a pot of boiling oil. They were going to boil him to death. And he was so secure in his identity. And he was so sure and so convinced that God loved him that it didn't affect him. I mean, he literally just basically was taking a bath and, and in anything that would have killed anybody else. So it, it affects us physically. When we have that assurance, when we know our identity, when we, we, we just are convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves us and wants good things for us, it affects us in the natural as well.
Yeah. And that's aligning our soul with our born again spirit. Mm. And then that's when we are spirit led versus being led by the desires of the flesh, which is really solical yeah. for the most part. Solical. So. I like that word. So <laughs> my uh, words. I, hey, no, I, I like it. I like it. Hey, if you're watching this and this has been a blessing for you, I encourage you to go to Lori's website, LoriKSnyder.com. Um, you Go subscribe to her Created to Thrive podcast. You can find her podcast pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Highly recommend it. Um, you can contact Lori there. You can ask questions and all that. And I'm just volunteering you to be able to answer questions, Lori. So hopefully Absolutely. you don't mind that. Yeah. Um, nope. and, and I just encourage you, go to LoriKSnyder.com. Um, Lori, would you pray for folks and just release a blessing and whatever the Holy Spirit has on your heart to, to just pray over people? Absolutely. Father God, I thank you for those who are watching and listening, and I just pray a blessing over them. And I thank you, Lord, that you have made a way where there is no way. And through Jesus, they can experience his resurrection power, all the promises of God that are yes and amen through Christ. And so I just speak to everyone here that they would prosper in all things mm -hmm. and be in health and that their soul prospers, that they have an excellent soul and they are receiving the love and the peace and the joy of Christ. And I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.